Hi, I'm Linda from Little Farmhouse Flowers. And I'm Emily from Vine Shop Flowers. And this is the Frost on Flowers podcast, where we dig into the hustle of cool climate cultivation. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's episode. So we're really excited to have Linda Vanderschlut from um, Fam Flower Farm on with us today. Um, and some of you might be familiar with their Instagram page and their website. Um, I stumbled upon them uh, probably two years ago just because the imagery and everything that you guys present is so, so beautiful um, on your Instagram page. Um, and we connected there. And then uh, Linda and I had this really wonderful opportunity when we were visiting in the Netherlands to go and meet um, Linda and her husband, Hank, at their farm. And so we're really excited to have you on today to talk about what you're doing over there and tulips and dahlias and everything else that's going on over there. So welcome. Welcome. Thank you very much. I'm really excited to join and love to tell you more about the farm. And we have, a, we have a, an hashtag and we call it spread the love for flowers. And we really love to spread the love for flowers. So please join. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. awesome. We will. <laughs> So can you give us a little background um, about your farm there and your, you know, your experience growing up in the Netherlands and have you, has your family always been involved in tulip growing, you know, just a little bit of background about yeah. yourself and your farm. Yeah, yeah, I grew up also on the flower farm. My dad had a flower farm, but it was more like summer flowers and later on he had a greenhouse, so he was picking flowers in the greenhouse and I often helped him. But I always said, I don't want to marry a grower because they're always working, <laughs> even on Sundays, even on Easter. <laughs> <laughs> so I did my own career I and mean, I worked in IT business. And later on, I worked for the Flower Council of Holland, which is the, does the collective promotion and marketing for all the flower farmers in, uh, in Holland. So uh, that's where the two... Uh, countries for me or the two uh, things I'm involved with came together because I'm, I really love flowers and I did the marketing for flowers so it was a really good combination of things that happened to me and then I realized I want to do more with flowers and so um, I was always uh, friends with Marlies and uh, we were uh, both from the same high school school and we yeah we both married a grower so we talked about that <laughs> <laughs> and we said, uh, well, the guys are always working so hard, but it's it's such an industrial um, uh, company. While the product is so uh, attractive and people like it. And yeah, we live nearby the Keukenhof Gardens and there are like 1.3 million people going to Keukenhof Gardens. Everybody is crazy about tulips. But the guys, they were, they were producing their bulbs and their flowers and they bring it to the auction or they put it in a big crate and it goes to an export company and there's no story. There's no flowers at all. It's just <laughs> tractors and, uh, and, 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 and crates. And only thing that you hear back is uh, if it's not good. So no, not a lot of connection, no feedback at all. So Marlies and I decided to do it um, differently. And we said we want to show the beauty of the farm and the romantic side and the, the huge flower fields and our daughters with a nice dress picking flowers in the fields. <laughs> so that's how we started a few years ago and just posting some pictures and see what's happening. And uh, yeah, it was it went crazy because people really, really liked it. And yeah, well, flowers is such an amazing product to make pictures of. So uh, we are just taking the pictures with our mobile phones and uh, it just worked out very well 
So we built a web shop that, uh, that uh, same uh, season. And we started to sell the flower bulbs uh, from our guys. So we're buying the, the bulbs from our husbands. And we are selling them on our web shop. And now we think it's the third year. And yeah, it's really growing crazy. It's really nice. It's also a thing because of the COVID situation. People are at home. And what can they do? Mm-hmm. They can uh, go gardening. And uh, more mm-hmm. and more people like it. So uh, it was a really good decision uh, to start this. Yeah, that's amazing. And so I know, like, I've heard from other growers that um, with COVID and kind of every the way everything's gone, that a lot of farmers are keeping more of their bulbs um, to grow on themselves because you, you guys are getting better prices, right? Yeah. Is that right? The pricing has been better this year? Yeah, especially we are uh, uh, growing for the flower auction. So we don't have any contracts and no, no, not we don't deliver to retailers. So it's, we are just depending on the, the, the flower auction, what it brings. So mm-hmm. it can differ a lot. And <laughs> this year it's very, very good because uh, it's, uh, there's a lot of demand. So the prices go up. This is easy. And what happens often is that uh, yeah, the growers uh, want to do more because, yeah, the, the prices are good. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's no guarantee next year will be good as well because uh, maybe a few million or hundreds of million tulip stems will come extra. And uh, it's maybe too much for the market and then it can collapse again. So it's not mm-hmm. very uh, sure that it's uh, <laughs> always good to grow. <laughs> Right. And so with you getting your bulbs from your husband's to sell um, for the shipping that you're doing, does that this year, are they saying, no, we're cutting you off. We're not giving you as many bulbs because we want to grow more. How has that worked out for you? Preferred uh, customer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But uh, there's Um, bulbs enough. Good. That's good to hear. And so when you're saying you're shipping, like where, where are all those tulip bulbs going? Uh, we mainly sell them uh, within uh, Europe, all the EU countries, because that's the easiest. We don't need any certificates and we can easily just p- uh, send them on a postal package to every country in Europe. So uh, that's easy for us. Mm-hmm. Okay. And are none of the bulbs coming to the States at this point? No. Well, we, last year we started to sell the Dahlia tubers in the U.S., it was the first season, and mm-hmm. so we started the winter, and then we wanted to uh, ship out all the boxes uh, last uh, spring. And then, of course, the COVID situation started, so we were not allowed to travel anymore, and we couldn't go there to pack and to do the quality control. So it was really a big hassle for us for the first year. And now wow. that the situation is still the same, this year we didn't do it either. And in the end, it, it, it was fine because we are almost sold out already. So we didn't even have enough tubers to sell. So uh, it was a good decision. Wow. So maybe later on, we'll, we'll try to supply um, U.S. again. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I think I read one of the main uh, selling points, I think. I saw that you sell the whole uh, yeah. clump, the yeah. whole plant. Yeah, I think it's... Yeah, so does that mean um, you save, you plant divisions? Or, or your husbands are planting divisions back on the farm, but to continue the crop or how? No, how yeah, they that? come uh, from the. Uh, how do I say it? Um, they they're making the cuttings. Uh, yeah, oh, okay. so we're planting uh, uh, this season uh, the cuttings, and they in one season they grow out to a big tuber, and the big tubers that are the ones that we are selling, 
And we also uh, advise to plant the whole tuber <laughs> because it's also a bit differently than the, the tubers in the US. It's like the single tubers mainly, uh, but these are often uh, like dig up by hand. So they're all very healthy. And for us, the, there's a whole clump and some other tubers are a bit broken, but it doesn't matter as long as you plant the whole tuber. It will always grow and have so, several eyes that will grow to a plant. But it's different than single tubers, definitely. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm too lazy to divide my tubers. <laughs> so I mostly just replant the clumps. Some, some of them, the varieties that I'm really hoping to, um, you know, get, get more out of, I will, I'll divide those, but it's just too busy yeah. oftentimes. So I often plant a full clump or maybe just. Yeah, well, some clumps are very easy yeah. to see, but sometimes you cannot see where the growing eye is and it's better to plant it as a whole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Linda, exactly. I assume there are a lot of dahlias being grown there. Yeah. On your farms. <laughs> and are you saying they're all grown from cuttings, all of them? Um, yes, I think, yeah, they're all grown from cuttings. Yeah, we have, uh, wow. yeah, maybe you see on our Instagram page that there's also always one field and that we are planting all the varieties that we have. So there's like 250 different varieties on one field and they all have like 20 or 30 or 50 meters of uh, tubers, but they, are, they come also from cuttings. And that is the field that we are checking every day to see if... Uh, there's not a different variety in between, if the crop is healthy, if there, you know, whatever is wrong with the plants, we remove those plants and then the inspection agency comes and then they come to double check if we did our work good. And, and those okay. tubers will be harvested in, uh, in the autumn and, and those, uh, from those tubers we will make the cuttings so that we are sure that we get cuttings from the right variety. Because otherwise we will have next year 30 different ones between a lot. Right. So it's always very careful to, uh, to uh, treat them very well. And all the cuttings. And is it? Sorry. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> and uh, so we have, uh, the, what, one is the field that, we, that is um, the, the mother material for the cuttings for next year. And in this spring we will plant out all the cuttings uh, to all the big fields. And all those uh, plants, they grow and we mow them, they grow and we mow them. So there's never flowers on those fields. It's just green leaves. And every time they try to make flowers, we cut them again. <laughs> so that all the energy goes to the yeah. tuber and the tuber gets big and gets a big clump. That's how we do it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um. And so your your cuttings, they're happening. At what point are you starting your cuttings? Uh, I think that is uh, uh, March and April, something like that. May, we're starting to plant. Yeah. So do you have a lot of overlap between your tulip crop and your daffodil? Yeah, well, actually, crop? we are two different farms. So uh, we have at home, of course, the tulip okay. and daffodil farm. And Marlies has at home the dahlia farm. So that's, for us, not really a crossing. Well, for us, for the web shop a little bit, mm -hmm. because we have now, uh, yeah, we are packing tubers and we have daffodils uh, bl blooming outside. So we need to run outside to make some pictures as well <laughs> while packing the orders. <laughs> mm -hmm. And we will have some visitors on the tulip fields mm -hmm. uh, later on. So that's for us the challenge. Mm -hmm. How do you manage okay, visitors? Guess... We always have people here, people come that want to come and see, and I'm resistant <laughs> to it, but... I see that you host engagements. You had an engagement yes. recently, and you have 
lots of photo shoots and things yeah. uh, do you have like a certain um certain days that people are allowed yeah. to do that or play well it's only several prepare? days a year so it looks like there's always people but uh, for the daffodils we only had like two days having some people uh, visiting us because we also limited because of all the covid regulations this year yeah. i think two years ago we had like um, i think it was nine days in a row that we had visitors on the fields well we were we were uh, it was not so relaxed <laughs> it was a lot of work and <laughs> It's always, it's really fun to talk with all the people, but it's, you know, it's outside and you have the rain and all those people and all the emails and the phone calls. And we said, oh no, we're not going to do this anymore. <laughs> so we will limit it a little bit right. and do only several days. Yeah. And then it's really fun for us to do. And uh, well, it, it should be a little bit uh, fun and also nice, but not too much because we have other things to do as well. Right, yeah, we don't have a, a tour guide position no. here at, at our farm either. I'm, I'm always like, everybody is working. Who, yeah. who could, we don't even have time no. to entertain the idea no. of giving no. tours. We also found out it's, it's really time-consuming in the sense that a lot of people have so many questions about their visit and say, we are a farm, we're not a travel agency, so they have questions like <laughs> what kind of dress do I need to wear do we need rubber boots uh, which bus is bringing me there uh, I don't know <laughs> we said okay it's something different than a, a, a flower bulb uh, order <laughs> <laughs> wow great so when I was after we visited you um, I found out that you guys shipped actual cut flowers tulip flowers and I was able yeah. to order flowers and ship them to my sister who lives in Paris which was so amazing to be able to send her flowers and know exactly where they came from um is that something you guys are still offering well, are you still shipping also, flowers? Uh, stopped, uh, last year because in, in, we started when there was COVID uh, started uh, last year like February March I think it was March and April and it went, went crazy because everybody was at home and wanted to send uh, flowers to uh, family and relatives all over the world so the sales went really good, but the postal system was <laughs> dramatic. Mm. So it took uh, two, three, and then later on four or five days to deliver the tulips to France or to Germany. So we had so many complaints, we decided to stop because it was, uh, it was just a mess. And uh, now that the web shops are sky high and the postal system is still not running up and uh, very smooth, so we said this mm. year to skip it. And all well, that the prices on the auction are also are good. <laughs> that we say, uh, we, let's not do it because it only brings uh, problems. And we want to make people happy and not uh, <laughs> not make them sad. <laughs> yeah, I had some uh, frustrations here too. We had a, a really nasty um, winter storm in the central U.S. And it incapacitated our yeah. shipping carrier. And so even though, you know, customers wouldn't think that flowers would be, you know, affected by this storm, it, it just oh, took everything out, all the, the whole system. And then same thing, like yeah. frustration. And yeah, that's when you're like shaking your hands. Like, I don't know if this is worth no. it. <laughs> sometimes it works so well, but sometimes, you know, when it goes bad, yeah, it goes really bad. Yeah, for sure. So we said, let's not do that. And now we also have like Dahlia tubers. They're on the way to all, all, all European countries and some are already in, tra in transit for two weeks. Well, you know, for Dahlia tubers, it doesn't really matter. But 
people want to have them. <laughs> they want to receive the package. <laughs> And now we're going to take a quick break for a message from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by our sister project or side hustle. Emily and I have been teaching students from across the country and around the world now how to force tulips and to schedule a program that will bring in significant income for their flower farming businesses during the off season. If you're interested, please visit www.bontrapflowers.shop and fill out our online inquiry form to learn about upcoming opportunities and our new filmed workshop, an online program that will be released in early 2022. And then you've also recently just yeah. a book, right? <laughs> we issued the Dahlia book last year. Well, that was a project. <laughs> because we had uh, so many nice Dahlia pictures. And we see the upcoming um, yeah, enthusiasm for Dahlias growing, growing. And we met mm-hmm. uh, Katja. And she is uh, um, yeah, she's a writer, journalist, uh, and they're really into gardening. And we had a really good match with her. And she said uh, once, uh, I think a few years ago already, yeah, I want to write a book. Yeah, a book about Dalias. Yeah, let's join. <laughs> That's how we started. <laughs> and then we sat yeah. together. And, and within a few months, we were uh, really creating a Dahlia book. So it was really cool. And I think it was launched last year, September. Uh, yeah, August, September. And we are already running our second uh, print, both in English and in Dutch. So we are really happy with that. Amazing. And so if people over here in the States want to buy your book, where's the best place? Well, I know that Amazon is delivering them uh, almost in every country. So that's the easiest if you live outside Europe. And otherwise, you can also uh, order it via our own website. Or if you Google it, you will find several other other web shops. it's called uh, The Joy of Dahlias. And we have uh, uh, tried to make it a really happy Dahlia book, like, um, how do I say it? A coffee table book with a good feeling. <laughs> so there's also a lot of information, of course, yes. and about the farm. And we had a lot of uh, interviews with lots of people. Also, uh, Floret is in there. <laughs> And some other growers from uh, UK and so like inspiring people who have something to tell about Dahlias. And we hope uh, to have uh, really created a nice book that you can just read and uh, feel happy. <laughs> and do you have, like, if, if you were to list off your top three favorite Dahlia Ooh. varieties, what would they be? Well, there's one that's named Wizard of Oz. Do you know it? Uh huh. No. Uh, it's really I... cute, like a, uh, yeah, like a pom-pom, but then a really uh, soft pinkish pom-pom. <laughs> so that really is my favorite. Okay. And uh, there's Joey Winnie. They're all, they're all the Joey varieties are really nice. Mm-hmm. But Joey Winnie yeah, and Joey Paula, that's really... Uh, also the bald dahlias. I just like them. They're so good... Uh, for photography, they're very popular on Instagram because, I don't know, every shot you take, it's people like it. <laughs> they're Instagrammable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. 
Well, I was curious to know a little bit more about what it was like to work at the um, tulip hybridizing facility. Uh, at, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, I think I worked there for around five years. And um, uh, I think it was like, in uh, I don't know, already three years ago I left the, I left the hobo but the year before they were taken over by uh, Duman Orange and that's a really huge breeding company and they're creating like any plant that you can imagine uh, in house plants but also gardening plants and they have really high breeding technologies and they took over the hobo because of the breeding uh, technology they had for tulips and other bulb products so for hyacinth we also did uh, breedings and um, it was really exciting because uh, Duman Orange they had so many people working on R&D and they had so many labs and so many technical and so many people and also money <laughs> to invest and to really boost up the the tulip uh, and the hyacinth breeding because the breeding process is yeah very slow <laughs> It's just uh, yeah, making a crossing and after four or five years, you can see what did you cross four years ago and do you like then the flower that you see? And then you can uh, mostly throw, throw, throw most of them away. <laughs> that's, that's what happens with breeding. And the ones you like, you try yeah. to yeah, grow them bigger. So you grow a bigger lot of bulbs. But yeah, it's, it's only growing by two or three per year. So uh, it will take uh, like 10 to 15 years to grow a, a commercial variety. And then all those years that we are planting the, the new varieties, we can see, okay, do they grow well? Do they have a healthy plant? Uh, do they give good flowers? Do they stay, stay in the same color or do they go back to their mother's color or you know, how that works? And then after 15 to 20 years, sometimes they even decided to throw it away because, I don't know, for some reason. <laughs> so it is just, mm -hmm. um, uh, and then on the other side, you have all the problems that we are facing in the bulb uh, industry. Uh, yeah, regarding um, uh, like we need to work with on a healthy soil, but also we don't want to, to use a lot of uh, crop protection products, um, all those things. And uh, the, the, the number of uh, virus tulips or diseases inside the tulip business is kind of big. And it costs a lot of money also for all the Dutch or maybe <laughs> everywhere in the world for all the growers. Because all the bulbs that you throw away because of any disease is a loss. Mm -hmm. So that's why they bundled all those technologies and tried to speed up um, um, the breeding process. So they have all those knowledges from all the other plant, uh, plant products. They have all the people, the labs, and they work together with a, a company that is, um, yeah, how do I say it? They know how to, um, to see the DNA of a tulip. To the, the, the genome, uh -huh. is it the genome? Is, it, is that a good word? <laughs> and the, and the ge genome of a tulip is yeah. huge, really huge. I think it's six times bigger than from a human, be human being. <laughs> so you cannot imagine, but that really is the case. And um, uh, with uh, this DNA analysis, they try to um, uh, to think ahead what they want to cross and what will come out. So they try to predict what they are crossing, what kind of uh, breeding they are making and what kind of technology or uh, uh, good things from one bulb you want to take and cross it with another one. G uh, I'm sorry, uh, genome is genome good? So, the, the, the correct word, Gen genome. 
Oh, okay. I think so. I think so. Or genetics. genetics the yeah, genetics, genetics. The genome. Yeah, I think so. So are you saying that with all their new technology, that process is yeah. being speeded up? Is, yeah, it's is going, it going faster, faster? And then they can determine the characteristics of a tulip. And uh, yeah, then, then they can link the, like what they want, what they desire to have in this tulip. They try to bring it in. So it's very technical uh, thingy, like a lab, laboratory <laughs> thing. And in this way, uh, they will um, mm -hmm. uh, create new varieties that are resistant to common diseases and it can be developed faster and in a more targeted way. So they try to have a more targeted way where they want to go with the tulip. And in the end, it should help to uh, reduce yeah. the use of crop protection products so that they should become healthier plants so that you don't need anything to protect them or to make them healthier. They're already healthy. So being ahead of the diseases, mm -hmm. that's the uh, <laughs> it's target. It's very difficult, but that's a yeah. target. Mm. To, to try and just come yeah. up with more yes. resistant yeah. varieties? Yeah. Healthier, yeah. That's great. I was going to say, when we were there, you, you know, encouraged us to go and visit. And so we went to Habaho and we met um, a young breeder oh, yeah. and he showed us around the bulb show, you know, where they had on display some of the, the newer varieties, which was so interesting for us to see. And I think we, we kind of, you know, jokingly said to him, so are you going to, are you working <laughs> on breeding a blue tulip? <laughs> and <laughs> you know, because everybody was like the true blue tulip, and he was like, "Oh yeah, we are. We're we're getting close." So yeah. that was really interesting to hear, um, and just neat to see that whole process um, and kind of wrap our minds around where where all that is yeah. happening, where that development and it's is so good happening. That they, because they can bring in what they have learned, for example, from uh, crossing chrysanthemums or uh, from making house plants and all those things they can use. And the knowledge they can use for breeding the tulips and uh, tulips is not so easy <laughs> yeah i will say i've seen um a lot more virus coming through this year like in in the tulips like there's this one variety that i love mm. it's one of my go-to yeah. columbus the double you know red with a white edge and um i would say like my i grow about fifteen thousand of those bulbs oh, which is nothing compared to the numbers you guys do but I, I, I think at least my first five thousand seems like they were having yeah. viral issues, um, and it made me a little nervous. You know, I, I thought like, oh no, is this? You know, I, I guess in my mind I'm thinking, is is this having a virus? So is that going to be like this variety will somehow yeah. fizzle out because it's problematic yeah, because it's, it's developing yeah. a virus? Because um, if the virus is, you can't stop it anymore because it's too big in your lot. You have like 10 or 15% viruses. They, they, the mm -hmm. controlling agency says, uh, oh, you're no longer allowed to sell this one because there's too much virus uh, in it. So you have to clean it up or you can decide to, to just stop it because you cannot make any money on it anymore. So that really is a wow. big struggle mm -hmm. for a lot of uh, and growers and also for new varieties. Because you think you when you have a new variety, oh yeah, it's clean, and you, you start to make building a lot. And when it gets bigger and bigger, and then oh, there's, a, there's some virus, and then next year mm, there's more virus, and then you think, hmm, it's such a beautiful new variety. I want to have it, but in the end, it doesn't work. If you have to throw away 
five or ten percent that, right. that's all profit you have on, on a lot so you just throw away your profits <laughs> and then a lot of them will stop and what is spreading the virus is it is it soil based or is yeah it, insects um, they are spreading insects? it around yeah and I must say, we had uh, also uh, lots that mm-hmm. was planted in France uh, the year before. Those bulbs were plant- planted in France because it's more south, mm-hmm. and then the bulbs will grow, uh, will will bloom earlier. So we can have them end of December of January in the greenhouse. And uh, there are also coming more viruses from France because also of the heat, and there's uh, a lot of uh, insects and. Uh, so when we had them in the greenhouse, we had so many virus tulips, but we, we just bunched them as flame. We said flaming Denmark. <laughs> and people really like it because it's really beautiful flowers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. They're so beautiful. I harvested I harvested a stem today of Curly Sue, which is like that dark purple fringe. Yeah. And it's just beautifully marbled. It looks so beautiful. Um, yeah. They're so unique, but I know how problematic it is for you guys yeah. over there. For the flowers, it doesn't matter because they're more special, but for the bulbs, you really don't want to have it. Do you have a favorite <laughs> tulip, Linda? Uh, let me think. Uh, yeah, I really love the milkshake. Have you seen it? Milkshake tulip. It's, milkshake? Uh, it's a perfect pink. Oh, I don't know that Really one. huge flower, huge stem. So, and when they come from the greenhouse, wow, then you really have a bunch of flowers at home. <laughs> What class mm-hmm. of flowers no, it's just is it? Is it normal, fringe or? Uh, not, not fringe, no. A single? Yeah. But there are some really nice double ones and fringe ones. and <laughs> Getting more and more of those. I think it's good. Yeah. yeah. How many bulbs Ooh, are you guys growing on your no farm? Idea. <laughs> to be honest, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, uh, I think, <laughs> 18 or 20 different varieties. I'm not sure about the quantities. No, I don't know. We are... Uh, maybe in hectares. Okay. You want to know in hectares or in uh, how do you know it? Uh, right. Acres, yeah. So you we, say say, acre. we say acres, but we Let can say s- hectares. Look it up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought I had it in acres. No, I don't have it in acres. There's like 20 hectares. So I think it's like 40 or 45 acres of both tulips and daffodils. Mm-hmm. So in Holland, we are a small grower. <laughs> <laughs> compared to us you are a big <laughs> yeah it was fun to see your your greenhouse set up when we were there um visiting and just how you know obviously you, everything is so well organized and the growing environment like it, it's it was really impressive how everything kind of comes together so smoothly and the processing, you know, the harvesting and um, how the bulbs are processed and bunched. <laughs> I look back at those videos. Yeah. Oh, I wish yeah, I had well. one of those machines. <laughs> I'm not quite big enough yet to have one of those, but I look at it yeah. and I'm like, it's so efficient. Well, it's They're funny so efficient because over and over. We are home. always, yeah, we are like also a small family business. And my husband is trying to, to run it with like one or two guys who work flexible for us and, and sometimes from a recruitment agency. And his dad sometimes helps us. So we try to do it with uh, as less people as possible. And then a few years ago, uh, yeah, everybody was buying those mm-hmm. bunching machines. And we said, well, we have to calculate that. Maybe it's something for us as well. And then, well, if you really want to calculate that, it says you cannot afford this. It's not going to bring you any money, you know. But we said, maybe we just have to do it. Because it brings also a lot of rest and, and ease and and and. 
you know, less stress mm -hmm. on the Sunday morning. <laughs> and that's the things that you cannot yeah. uh, calculate yeah. maybe yeah. in an Excel uh, spreadsheet. But uh, it really brings us a lot. It, it uh, gives us so less stress. It's perfect. <laughs> so, Linda, what's coming up next for you and Marley's? What are what's in your plans for the coming? Yeah, year well, we have some really exciting uh, things that we want to do this summer. Uh, we are we start to uh, seeds business. So next to the dahlias and the tulips and the daffodils, wow. we will uh, sell uh, packages of seed. And this year, this summer, we will plant all the seeds uh, on the fields. And we will try to make a nice selection of uh, mainly cut flowers. So that are uh, good for uh, cut flowers because the picking gardens are really popular here. And a lot of people want to have some flowers in their own garden to pick a bouquet. So we say, okay, let's focus on the uh, picking uh, garden flowers. And then, then as of next year, maybe January, February, we will start to selling the seed packages uh, to the consumers. So that's a new one. <laughs> Yeah, and it's also because um, we have, of course, some uh, between the seasons, um, we have nothing to sell because there's no dahlia to sell and there's no tulips yet. So with the seeds, we can uh, yeah, we can supply them all year mm -hmm. round. And it's, of course, kind of easy to um, to uh, to keep them and to ship them. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to share with us, Linda, mm -hmm. about your farm? Maybe your about the Dahlia farm, uh, because um, I'm not sure. Are you familiar with Planet Proof? Like a quality, yeah, it's like a quality control agency. Mm -hmm. We have it. I mean, in Holland, when you have on, like on the milk packages or on you know things from the supermarket, they're all Planet Proof. Ah. And uh, uh -huh. last year we had um, gained this planet proof uh, quality brand. <laughs> so we were now the only uh, Dahlia farm in the world who has who is planet proof. So that's really cool. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's all focused on how you get more like a healthy soil and how you use a minimum of crop protection and also can we use biological products instead of other ones. Uh, everything that's better for nature and for the climate and for the animals. So um, that's really exciting for us. And we want to tell uh, and inform the people more about it. That's awesome. That's really great. Those those are both things that are really important to us on our own yeah. farms too. And it's nice to hear that that's something you yeah. guys are focused <laughs> on. And amazing that you're the first Dahlia farm yeah, to get that. Yeah. So now we're, you're leading there the are way. lots of steps <laughs> to be taken, but we want to also to show that we are working on that. And it's not always as fast as we want to, but uh, it's good to show and to tell what we are doing already. And a lot of good things are happening. Wonderful. <laughs> All, right. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Thanks again for listening and be sure to share your questions and ideas for future episodes. You can reach us at frostonflowerspodcast at gmail.com. This podcast is produced and edited by Brad Diarco. We're so grateful for his help. We'll catch you next time for another cool episode of the Frost on Flowers podcast.